dumb kid. All I gotta say is Portland can't say he's cheap. Scuttlebutters, and welcome to a bonus episode of Sounder Scuttlebutt, presented by yours truly, Aaron Lingley, and your Alliance Council, El Presidente, Cameron Collins. We're recording one week before our Etapa Una Viaje a Ciudad de México de Efe, where we will play Pumas for the CCL crown. Cameron, I see you bribed someone on our show today. Who who are they, and what did you bribe them with? We can't talk about what the bribe was, but we have the one and only Nicholas Biella with us, who uh, is many, many things in this world, including, uh, are you president of AOC Seattle? Is that your official title? Um, AO Seattle, yes. AOC Seattle is a completely (laughs) different thing. Uh, I mean, we, we really do love our AOC here in Seattle. Um, (laughs) <laughs> hey, you're president of AO Seattle. Uh, you work with ECS Travel. Uh, I do, and uh, you are secretary of the Alliance Council. Is that is that still am, your title? I, I That's am. Right. I am. I'm also the uh, director uh, of the premier division of the ECS Pub League. Um, so it's a adult learn to play soccer league that ECS runs. It's a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. I heard it was a little testy this year in the drafting. Is that true? Uh, well, you know, shenanigans. There were shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> there always are. Well, I mean, we do a drunken draft. So you have to, the, the first coaching pair to, you know, chug their beers, that determines the draft order. So, you know, we do it upright. Speaking of beer, one thing that we haven't done very much thus far on Sounder Scuttle, but since I've been a member of the podcast team, but I think it's time to bring it back is drinking beers because that's the whole point, right? We're sitting around drinking beers with our buzz, talking about Sounders. Why don't you talk about what you're drinking, Nick? Well, I am drinking from the wonderful local brewery, Future Primitive, the Nazi punks fuck off. It's a, a wonderful, uh, German, German, uh, Hellas Pilsner, I believe, a German style Pilsner, maybe not Hellas, but yeah, really good stuff. I wonder if, was that song by Dead Kennedys, the B-side to California Uberalis? Is that why they decided to go with a, a German style beer for it? That's interesting. Well, well, very, that could be, I'm not sure if it was the B-side, but it was definitely, I mean, there is a Jello Biafra quote on the side of the can, you fight each mm. other, the police state wins, Jello Biafra, mm. 1981. Um, Jello once ran for mayor of San Francisco. Yes, he did. It's well, an anecdotal show to it so far. It is. Uh, I'm drinking something from uh, one of my favorite breweries in Seattle, and of course, the official uh, brewer of Gorilla FC, and that's Rubens in Ballard. Rubens Brews is always amazing, and I'm actually drinking their their Gosa sour uh, beer. So. Uh, I stopped by the other day to pick up some stuff. They were nice enough to give me the labels from the old uh, Grill FC beers so I could make frames and put them on the wall. I'm sure That's you cool. both hear the, the Imperial Gorilla juice from a couple years ago, uh, or maybe last year, actually. So uh, the Hazy IPA. So I got the labels from them, and I picked up some beer. So definitely enjoying my Rubens in my World Cup glass that I got for the last World Cup so I could enjoy some nice tasty beverages while watching soccer. Was that a McDonald's giveaway? Yeah. I was say. <laughs> no, I bought it on um, like AliExpress or one of those types of sites, Alibaba or something. Aaron, what are you drinking? Well, I, I don't have nearly as awesome bio as you guys, nor nearly a uh, interesting beer. Although it is a local uh, Georgetown Lucille IPA. Warm beer sucks, and that is the truth. So delicious. I'd agree. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, sound Ooh, effect. That's a good sound effect. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
used to be in our original intro. Ended it with a ka-ch. Yeah. So what, what, uh, how are we feeling about CONCACAF Champions League, Nick? I mean, you must be pretty excited. You're heading to Mexico, right? I am. I am. I fly out Monday night uh, doing kind of a smash and grab, getting in Monday uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, games on Wednesday, leaving Thursday afternoon. Um, Champions League is one of those things that I look forward to every year just for the idea of seeing if it's feasible to make a, a trip somewhere uh, with soccer in mind. Uh, I've been lucky enough to go to a few Champions League games, and there's nothing quite like it. That's, I've never been to a – you've been to a way match before? So yeah. I, I haven't been to one either. It, it's it's definitely a bucket list item, especially those early round games where they're usually not in Mexico, where you maybe get to go to Jamaica, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, uh, Costa Rica. That That's one that I'm kind of hoping for down the road. Um, just no matter where it is, you know you're going to be in for uh, just a unique experience. Uh, certainly should be a bucket list item for any Sounders fan. How do you coordinate these these trips like it's it's pretty easy i'm sure you have the mls schedule to schedule those trips and get airfare and and group tickets and and lodging and all that but when when you don't know you're going what where you're flying to in two weeks how do you guys do that i've always wondered that yeah so so one of the things is first off uh for for clarification i'm not the in the leader of of the organizer um that's one of our colleagues uh, he does a lot of great work behind the scenes to do that. I basically try and volunteer help out wherever I can. But what typically happens is what will happen is you'll you'll have a call with the opposing team's front office and you'll kind of get a feel for um, specifics about that game. What's allowed, whether we're allowed to bring flags or not, banners, drums. Um, for example, last time we went to Mexico for uh, 2016 against Club America, if I recall correctly, we didn't have a drum. We didn't have, uh, we weren't allowed to wear belts, uh, as an example. Um, with the recent uh, unfortunate incidents in Mexico during Liga MX play earlier, uh, I believe they've been also banning scarves, hats, and belts through even league games. So I expect to see that. We haven't had that conversation yet, so we don't know what the specifics are. Um but yeah, so so usually the 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 Concacaf uh, website will publish the potential round dates, so you can kind of at least start to get an idea of what might be potentially happening. Uh, usually, they'll also kind of announce the formatting of how they determine who the home team is, who the away team. So that helps you do some advanced planning, uh, which certainly helps. And then usually day of when when you're finding out what the draw is, it's just a mad scramble to check airlines and and make a plan happen it's a rat race it can be i feel like it's similar to when we don't know where the mls cup is going to be and we know it's like in one of two cities and you're like all right i'm booking that flight anyways because it can cancel within 24 hours it's so true i know some people that booked with points like three different trips knowing they were going to cancel one of them uh whether they they didn't know what day it was going to be we just knew it was going to be one of three days uh, one of the great things this time around was Pumas and Cruz Azul drew. So the night before we knew if we were advancing, it would be the first leg. Uh, any other result, it would have been unknown until after the game, whether or not it was going to be leg one, leg two, who knows? So at least we had that going for us, which which made things a little less stressful. A little soccer update real quick for both of you, and then we'll get back to talking about this Congo Cup Champions League final, but... Uh, San Antonio FC has scored in the 96th minute to go up 2-1 in extra time, and they're now at halftime of extra time, 2-1 over Austin. And currently in the 95th minute, uh, they actually scored in the 70th minute. Northern Colorado, uh, I don't even know their nickname here, but uh, they are up on Salt Lake 1-0. The Hailstorm. They're up on Salt Lake 1-0. That's a final. That's a final. Did it go final? Okay. I know it was the 95th minute when I was looking. So, uh, And, of course, LAFC is up on Orange County FC. You can't. And and poor New Mexico United are down one nothing to Phoenix Rising on an own goal at halftime, and they lost to uh, Phoenix Rising at the weekend too. So uh, kind of a bummer that um, those 
especially Black Diamonds over at uh, New Mexico United. There's some really great fans. So would love to see them come back and get that win. But wow, we have San Antonio potentially beating Austin, Northern Colorado beating Salt Lake. Uh, sorry, Nicole in Chicago, but Chicago lost yesterday to a minor league team. Uh, some of these MLS teams are getting knocked out of the U.S. Open Cup. Union Omaha. Yeah. So yeah, Union Omaha and then Columbus beat or Detroit, lost to Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit Rock City. Yeah, which, uh, well, I would just wish the Detroit fans were a little bit not so full of themselves. But, you know, whatever. You got to love a good cup set. <laughs> yeah. right. There's a lot of them. I love I love this tournament. And I and I love <laughs> Hailstorm. That is that's a hell of a nickname. I love it. And and Louisville City going through on penalties against St. St. Louis City 2. So they don't even have their first team in the MLS yet, but their second team is already playing uh, 9-8 on penalties earlier today. So, if, I, if I recall that, correctly, that's not their second team. That's basically that is their first team that's going to eventually move up. So there are oh, there's players. so kind of what the Sounders did a little bit, where they brought up there's like four or five players that came up to the MLS team. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I believe they have coming in the summer transfer window. They've already signed a Bundesliga goalkeeper who's going to be their number one um, starting goalkeeper in Bundesliga. Will be their number one next year. Uh, so he'll be playing the rest of the season in USL. <laughs> That's got to be weird to go from Bundesliga to USL Championship. Let me tell you. Are, there, are they even USL Championship or are they uh, the same as Tacoma? Uh, the, I believe. USL Developmental League. Oh, no, no. They're they're in USL Championship, I believe. Or okay, US, not USL, yet. not USL yeah. Championship. They I think are. Okay. No, no, yeah. they're playing. They're playing Chicago Fire Twos. And no, they're in they're in they're in next pro. Wow. Yeah, they're next so they're playing. Well, I mean, I guess a bunch of there are youth kids, but a bunch of the Sounders youth kids are playing for us at Tacoma in for Tacoma, I should say, since the games aren't all in Tacoma. But but just a note about that penalty for the St. Louis Louisville. It looks like it ended nine eight, so it sounds yeah. like it went to a lot of rounds. Wow! Yeah, it kept going, and we we saw some other games today go to penalties. So it's U.S. Open Cup. You got to love it. Uh, yeah, but- you got the trainer doing the the ninth or tenth penalty at that point. <laughs> no, nothing was better though than when Portland lost lost to a, a not even a pro team like a semi pro team Cal FC when, uh, when Cal FC came in and beat them. That will never. I don't care. We lost to the Rowdies. Whatever. They're a USL team. Like they lost to Cal FC. Not even a single professional on that squad. No. <laughs> Let's get a, back. To, oh, there was ahead. a professional. Sorry, there was a professional team that lost today. And that was Pumas. Oh, really? Who yeah. did they lose to? They lost to uh, let's see, Atlético Atlético San Luis. Two nil. Did they play their uh, backups? I wonder. Well, they're playing Guadalajara on Saturday as well. So Ooh. wow, oh. they got to play several games leading into it. So actually, this is actually, their first loss in a month. I caught I caught a little bit about that. Pumas has had a filthy April. They've been playing every three to four days, like all month. Wow. It's it, it's and been ridiculous. They haven't lost any of those matches either. They have the last m- match they lost was I think March nineteenth. So are they, they are they winning? Them? Um, they had I think their their, like their last five win, was two, two, two or three wins and, and two yeah. draws, two wins and a bunch of draws. Yeah, because yeah. because they, they so, but they're up. They've been around tenth or eleventh for a while now. So it looks like they're they're they staying were, roughly. They were there. seventh a week ago. Yeah. And, and they dropped so. the 10th and there's only a few, I think, I think they're out of contention for the, for Clasora. So that, that does lead into, they probably, I mean, with a sellout crowd that we've heard uh, going to be there on Wednesday, they're probably resting their, their starters come full force at us like one to bring, let's bring it back to Pumas here. I think yeah. that's, yeah. that's what I think is going to happen, especially they're out of contention for Clasora that that's wrapping up. How many, how many games are, are left? In, because they're only four points out of the playoffs for Klesura. So, they, I mean, they, they could still pull it off if they have some games left. Uh, so could, could They only have – yeah, they only have two games left uh, with oh, yeah. so Chivas and Pachuca. So they would have to win those two and have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams in front of them lose two. So and and Guadalajara is ahead of them. They're in right. seventh right now, right. so but they could they could keep some good players in there because they want to play spoiler, right? They don't want to let Guadalajara make it 
to the playoffs. Man, if what would what would we do? What would you want the Sounders to do if we were likely not making the MLS playoffs? There's two games left, but we're in another right, tournament final. I mean, so, give me so they, do, they do. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they do uh, to make it clear. There's automatic the four that automatically qual, qualify for the final series, and then there's a playoff for the rest of the teams to qualify. And they are three. No, they're only one point ahead of Toluca. So they still do have something to play for, and it's that chance to still make it to the final series. So it's my understanding it's the twelve the twelve teams make it to the next round. Right. The four make it automatically, and then the next eight have to have a playoff to get to the to gotcha. meet those other four. Okay. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Yeah. So it should be it should be it should be interesting. I mean, but I think right, we 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 sat our players this weekend. Uh, and we saw the result of that, where it was a tough game to watch until we brought in four starters, and then we dominated the game and just couldn't finish it. Yeah. If we had our starters in that whole game, we win. And moved up a ranking in the power ranking. Well, yeah, because <laughs> except for only on MLS soccer, because on ESPN we're like considered the worst team in the MLS, so it's very strange. I was just in it for the comments. It was, <laughs> I mean, I love the Sounders. I was surprised to see them move up to number one in the power ranking after losing to Miami at home. Well, if we're going to talk about that, I mean, I I, I did put a, a tweet out there that I got the most. I've never been liked before this much in my life. But <laughs> I, I mean, I said, and I said it in a previous episode that I at least the way MLS is doing their power rankings is, is how I would consider to rank power rankings. And this is if you're going to play all these teams, all things being equal, equal health and availability, what is the last team you want to play against? And that's number one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, if, and if we had, it was just a one-off game for all the marbles and everyone was available and healthy, no one would want to play us. And that is absolutely true. And then I said, or we just invented power rankings. <laughs> Also true. Also, also true. true. So yeah, I, I'm you know, all for I, haven't, it. I haven't seen the latest ESPN ones. I can't even find them on their site. It's been nine days since they've last put one up, from what I can tell. So it's because they don't they hire anyone to work that department. It's just a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of algorithms and, and bots. No one in ESPN FC gives a crap about soccer. Eh, two people. Two people. Who? Salazar, Gomez and Salazar. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta love. Uh, Herc show on e- if you're not watching Football uh, Americas. Football America is that actually on ESPN? I always watch it on ESPN Plus, so I don't know if it airs live. I but... think it airs on ESPN occasionally, like every other episode, something like that. But I'm not a hundred percent because I usually watch it on streaming as well. Yeah, I do too. It's 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 a must watch, especially go back and watch the episode after the violence at the match in Mexico. It was it was the 100th episode that was supposed. to yeah, it's supposed to be a big celebration, um, but it it was not. Uh, and uh, I did find the updated rankings for uh, ESPN, and the Sounders have dropped from 12th to 20th in the MLS ESPN Sounders rankings. Okay. <laughs> We're number one in one and number 20 in the other. Right. <laughs> I... You know what? We're in the CCL final. You're, I, yeah, you're that's not going to get care anything about. from me right now. What are you expecting when you go down to Mexico? Well, they said they sold out in the first 15 minutes or so. Uh, I'm not expecting there to be 60,000 people there. Uh, I could be wrong. But I believe because of the uniqueness of that stadium... That stadium is where they had the uh, 1968 Olympics, hence the name Estadio Olimpico, um, Universitario. But they, uh, because it's a UNESCO heritage site, they can't upgrade the stadium um, because it's protected. So there's not seats. It's basically benches and it's general admission. So oh. because of that, my suspicion is, yes, it's sold out. But I got a feeling they didn't make 60,000 tickets available. Just a hunch. Um, However, it will be better attended than last time when we played Club America in Azteca. Uh, That game maybe had 20 to 30,000 out of 100,000 because 
the America fans were actually protesting their club at that time. Uh, there's wow. some mismanagement stuff. So, so we were relatively isolated up in our, our little section of Azteca. Um, I think that's not going to be the case this time around. I think it's going to be a little bit more, a little more energy in the building for sure. And I'm excited, very excited for that. So it sounds like you've been, you've been to Mexico city a few times for yeah. how many times? Yeah, this will be my third time now. Um, first time was in 2016. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It is uh, so before I went for Club America uh, Champions League game in 2016, if you had given me 50 free trips anywhere in the world, I probably am the anal attentive person that's going to make a list of all the cities to think about and then kind of whittle it down to what 50. I don't know if I would have even considered Mexico City on my list. Once I got there, it immediately fell in love with that city. It is the largest city in the entire Western Hemisphere. Uh, the, you know, the district I stay in, uh, each year, the Roma district, uh, has four of the top 50 bars in the world, all within a 20 minute walk from our hotel. Yeah. No way. Uh, is not a bad Is place. that why, is, is that why you no. have a family member well, named after? So, so yes, my daughter's name is Romana. Uh, we call her Roma. Uh, Roma just kept coming up in... Uh, just kept coming up in the family uh, history. My mother-in-law's, uh, uh, my grandmother-in-law, rather, her name was Romana. My mother, her middle name, Ramona. Uh, my wife lived in Rome for a while, Roma. Uh, mm. Both times we went to Mexico City. Uh, we stayed in the Roma district, fell in love with the city. So Roma, uh, and, and the night we decided we were going to try for a child was in Toronto 2016 when Roman Torres won the MLS cup for us. Um, so Roma and variations of Roma kept popping up in our life with so many wonderful, positive meanings. So it just became a natural name for her. So yes and no, uh, I'm not that kind of person to name my, my daughter after soccer. Um, but, but just so many positive associations, family connections. It was just an easy name for me. I'm surprised you didn't go with, uh, Stephen Linhart Biela. <laughs> <laughs> well, if no, you've seen my I wife, see. you know, there was no choice. There was no chance there was going to be curly blonde hair. We knew that was not going to happen. So gosh, I, I just, it's funny that there's no one I hate in the league today as much as I hated him. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I can't it's, believe you brought just, that name up. <laughs> You know, so we're just Ochoa? we have to get riled up, right? Because we got some big whoop. Ochoa, RSL no, goalkeeper. I, I don't like him, but I. Dude, it's, I, I hate that Linhart stopped spurning. Well, that, that's, that's also that's also true. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but no, Mexico City. For, seriously, when sorry guys, I have the uh, the San Antonio Austin game on in the background and. Uh, Austin has almost scored several times. It's currently about to enter the 120th minute. And there was just a huge save from, from San Antonio. So Scuttlebutt is, Sounder Scuttlebutt is reporting live on games. I don't think this has ever <laughs> happened before since I've been on the show. You heard it here first. There's a, yeah, you heard it here first a few days later. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the reaction that counts. And this yeah. game is in San Antonio. So they, they showed up for the game. It's, it's awesome to see that. You know, two things about U.S. Open Cup. One, I love that they changed the rules this year to force all incoming MLS teams to play the lower division. Love that. And we're seeing some of that with four cup sets. Uh, two, the other thing I really would like to see is I would like to see them wait this round in such a way that those lower division teams have a better chance to actually host the leg. Um, unfortunately, they actually have a $6,000 guarantee. So if you're hosting this round, you have to pay $6,000, uh, which is kind of, I don't know, given how much money U.S. soccer has, I think it's frankly, well, get your, your bleeper ready because it's real bullshit. It's just not, it's not right. Like those smaller teams should be able to, 
take in that revenue from getting an MLS team and be able to pad their coffers for sure. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen a few few games. I know for sure. I mean, San Antonio is obviously hosting right now. Forward Madison hosted Minnesota earlier today. Unfortunately, lost two nothing, and and one of their players got a red card late after both goals were scored. I believe. Uh, yeah, because I turned it off after the second goal. And uh, I think there was a couple other matches where you saw the not necessarily uh, an MLS team get hosted by a lower team, but other lower teams hosting. Um, yeah other games. So uh, we've, we've seen a little bit, but you're right. That makes it much more fun because it gives them more of a chance to win. Right. It makes it far more interesting. And we love seeing their fans. Their fans get to see a, they deserve their club versus a a few of their fans traveling. All of their fans get to see that opportunity. And it's going to make the U S open cup more interesting. And I love the tournament. Love, love, love the tournament. Um, and, and speaking of forward Madison, I mean, that's, that's a team right there that knows how to market themselves with some great jerseys. If you haven't mm-hmm. been paying attention to their jerseys. Oh, yeah. I have a bunch of them. Out. Sadly, they lost their Jersey person their designer has moved over to Minnesota Aurora. I believe they're called the new women's team. Women's in team. Minnesota. Oh, great. Yeah. So, uh, which is cool. They're going to have some awesome jerseys, but I don't know if Ford meant like the ones this year are kind of eh, compared to the old ones. The old ones are amazing, but they're not bad. Uh, another team with great jerseys, of course, Minneapolis SC. So definitely recommend checking those out. Let's get back to Pumas. 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 Here, what, kitty, what, kitty, what are you kitty. expecting in Mexico? So my hope is, yes. and and uh, Aaron, you tweeted this out and then said, hey, let's have a party if this happens with uh, – our goalie yeah. and Steph actually liked the tweet. I'd love to see like a two zero win down there. What, what do you think the odds are of us actually going down there and coming away with with a win? Well, I think we're better situated than any other team in MLS, given how many times we've gone to Mexico, how many times we played Mexican teams in the last few years. Uh, we've got the defense when healthy that can do that. Um, I would be more than thrilled with a shutout, but the real goal for me is away goals. If we can get, if we can get two goals, oh boy, oh boy. Can you imagine the party that'll be coming home to a sold out stadium with two away goals? I mean... I mean, the reality, though, is even no matter what the result is, we've already seen it with the NYCFC game. We've mm-hmm. seen it with uh, with Leon. Uh, no matter what we have as a, a lead, I don't think any of us are going to be sitting comfortable until that Very final true. whistle. So, you know what? I'm going to be feeling nervous anyways. So you might as well give me the goals, give me the favorable outcomes to, to, to make that a little <laughs> less nervous, right? Um, that's my thought. Uh, good news yeah. is is uh, Yamar is likely is getting minutes pretty much. He's a uh, Schmetzer said he's available and he's been in all the footage I've seen of training. He's with the first team, so I don't expect yeah. him. St- uh, see, I don't, I don't think we're recording before San Jose. So if you're listening to this Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, we don't know what happened, but I expect to still be some churning going on from starters not starting and then rotating from the bench. But I definitely expect to see Amar so he can get his rust shaken off and play some minutes, sweat a little bit, and then be available to start. And having that monster playing center back in, in that stadium down there is going to be huge for us. And we got to mention a fairly profi- prolific former uh, Liga MX striker that we have on our team, Rui Diaz, very familiar with playing teams like that. And he didn't. He didn't. Did, yeah, he didn't score. He what game did he score? And I'm having a brain fart. He scored. Did he scored this weekend. New York. When? New York. He's in New, York. New York. Yeah, he scored. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just having a brain fart because we were at the last one. But yeah, so he he's got some minutes back from returning from injury. So uh, I, I think going in there pretty damn healthy. Yeah, with a full squad should but... result in some goals. But there is the caveat. You got to remember that both Reagan and Javi are sitting on yellows. Mm -hmm. And if they get a yellow in leg one, they will be out for leg two. So (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a real worry, right? Because they uh, they, they they re- yeah. I think it should be three. I don't understand why it's two. Because if you get two in the same game, you miss this game and the next one. So you're missing the next one either way. So for me, it just seems like you should have to get three. It's punitive. Regardless, they re- as we talked about before in the show, they reset before the semifinals. Uh, and so we have both those players sitting on one, and we want we wouldn't want them missing for the final. But yeah. if either of them were missing, you know what? If we both have Yamar and Reagan in the back, I'm, I'm still – it's still solid, you know? I'm I not think, too worried give about me that. Two, any two of those three, I feel I feel okay. I feel okay yeah. with any two of those three. I mean, but but then so again, Sissoko, not so much. Not Correct. so much who? Sissoko. Oh, well, yeah. In like two, if it, I wouldn't with especially if it's going to be a barrage like what we saw Leon, with Leon, well, that would scare me a little bit. Well, yeah, I would expect to see the barrage happening in leg two rather than leg one because Pumas, I expect them to play somewhat conservatively because they don't want to give up that away goal. You know, well, that's so what I mean. Can... If if we get a yellow on either the two guys in leg oh, one, yeah. then we're likely seeing Sissoko leg two and. If we happen to get our party two goals, uh, we're going to have a barrage of, of attack that we're going to have to defense against. Either way, I think they push forward, right? Because they know they get if they get that away goal that gives, and we don't have one yet, that gives them a huge advantage. Yeah, but 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 then keep in mind that um, Pumas is missing one of their key players to double yellow or, or to a red card. Uh, Ortiz, their center back, is going to be out, mm-hmm. but. Their forward, uh, Juan Dineno, who has has been looking somewhat dangerous, he got a yellow in the last game, so he's in that same boat as well. Um, so so just keep that in mind that that they've got to be careful. Um, and Fry is also sitting on a yellow, yes. So we have yeah. to worry about him as well. So no time. Wait, we have to worry about that. I mean, he's got what, two, uh, three I mean, yellows and fifteen. Um, years. Aaron, <laughs> can I recall? Can I? Can I recall? Can I? Can I ask you one quick question? What Shoot. region? What region are we playing in? <laughs> Fair enough. I'll give. Fair I'll enough. give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. It's an adjective. <laughs> I, 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 I feel you. I feel you. We saw Montreal, who was probably the better team, get concacapped by giving their goalie a red card who didn't deserve one. And that basically costs them everything. So I definitely, I, I will never feel comfortable in CONCACAF. I will say, up until the last game, I've been pleasantly surprised with the refereeing. It has been better. It's not perfect, but it's been better than I have ever seen it in this tournament. It hasn't been consistently Agreed. erratic. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, traditionally been really bad. And now that we've said that, we have just opened Pandora's box. <laughs> I... I hope we don't have that power, but oh. just knocked on some uh, wood over here. Yeah, we are. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we do know the interesting thing, though, is that we know that the ref will not be from the U.S. or Mexico. Mm. So is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Because sometimes refs that aren't from those two regions can allow things to go maybe a little differently. Uh, isn't there a Canadian ref in MLS? Is it Drew Fisher or who's? Yeah, so that would be nice if we saw that. I mean, I, I think it's always good to have uh, a know, Canadian ref. Thankfully, we can't get Geigerd, so that's that's always a nice thing. But yeah, we, there's some countries in in Concacaf that are notorious for um, corruption mm-hmm. in the sport. Uh, I mean, in a different way that our our officials are probably yeah. corrupt. Yeah, I mean, we're... <laughs> pretty corrupt. I mean, I mean, I mean, actual bribes, like real. I mean, a, a briefcase. What, what was the there was what was the guy that was in it when it wasn't it one of the early Concacaf rounds or uh, maybe it was the league that played in to get those teams into Concacaf. The owner subbed himself on and then like threatened the yes. players with guns and. <laughs> yeah, that was a like a Guatemalan team or a, a yeah. Haiti or no, it was like a Saint. It wasn't Kitts. Haiti. It was like Saint Kitts yeah. or yeah. Trinidad and Tobago. Or, yeah, it was some crazy. It's Concacaf. It's that Concacaf. Is nuts. I mean, <laughs> uh, you gotta love the region. You also gotta hate the region. Uh, and I see this with with following the U.S. national team as well. So it's just 
you take the good, you take the bad, and you're just going to be entertained. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not so entertaining when it happens to us. I'll, I'll say that much. Unless it's Brad Evans getting even with Olympia by getting the late penalty and <sighs> scoring that goal. That game is exactly why you never leave a game early. Oh, oh yeah. no, you left early? No, 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 I stayed. Oh, but, oh, okay. But, like, like, because they scored in the seventh minute, and they basically – did the CONCACAF thing, the dark arts. They <laughs> the dark arts. You know, <laughs> they felt like much, much like Seattle did against uh, NYCFC. Well uh, look, we learned the CONCACAF. That was the first time we've really done that. And yeah. it's about time. I mean why not? Everyone else is doing it. I think I think under the right circumstances I'm okay with it. I would rather I would rather see my team uh I'd rather see my team not rely on that, but to use that when not, like a case of emergency break glass type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But to the Sounders defense, the ref was not interested in blowing plays dead for head injuries, was not interested in. Right. So two consecutive times he didn't. Do what, are you, what are you going to do? So chicken and the egg. Um, so I, I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, it, it is nice to see us realizing after all these years what it takes to win CONCACAF because you know damn well Pumas will absolutely do that if they're in that position. You know, if that opportunity is there, they're going to take it. Um, I had a question for you. What is, or what was, what has been the because we were just talking about Red Evans and what happened at that stadium, right? Well, actually, yeah. I kind of want to hear about that, but I do want to ask you kind of your your craziest away stories and both like positive <laughs> and negative, right? But I kind of want to hear a little bit more about like what your the reaction in that stadium when that happened because that's the fieriest I've seen any of our players really in any well, match could, ever. Well, you got to remember just before that happened in the 87th 88th minute um Darwin Quintero or who was the other big guy that went to Houston, I think, on that team, um, that Olympia team, was a DP for Houston. Um, yeah, too long ago. And too yeah, I can't, 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 think, can't think of that. Anyway, yeah. yeah. DP good, level, I mean, really, yeah. they're a generational talent, um, is on that team. And uh, 88th, 89th minute, Stretcher comes out after – you know, the many times. So the crowd's booing. As soon as he's off on the sidelines, he hops back up to go back onto the field. And of course that leads to more boos. The ref waves him on in the 89th, 90th minute. And he turns towards ECS and is clapping his hands and mocking, you know, in a mocking status. I have never, ever wanted to get onto a pitch and, I've never been so angry. I was so frustrated. That's not my character. I <laughs> bruised my shins leaning over onto the seat in front of me to flip him off with, you know, with vigor. Uh, completely <laughs> missing Eric Freeberg scoring a header to tie the game. Because these two things are happening simultaneously. So the stadium is absolutely erupting. A few moments later. And the goal later, was the opposite end. Oh, yeah, the opposite end. The opposite end. Because I said more over by there, yeah. Talk about instant yeah. karma. Oh, 100%. 100%. So then a few moments later, if I remember correctly, it was um, Dylan Remick won the penalty, if I recall correctly. I can't – maybe I'm off. But so wins a penalty, and now the place – it's like the 96th minute at this point. The place is just going insane. Now – what you've got to understand is if we don't win that game, we don't advance out of the group stage because that was the last year of the group stage of Champions League. So Brad wins, scores the goal and gets right up in the goalie's face. It, like It's one of those things that I rewatched the last 10 minutes of that game, like every maybe three, four months or so, just because it's so entertaining. The goalie and, had been taunting him right beforehand, though, right? Exactly. Like yeah, he was trying yeah. to get in his head. And, and you know, Brad Evans, Mr. I have never missed a never penalty missed. in my career, um, was not going to miss them. 
the box is a miscue. In goes Remick, taken down in the box. It's a penalty for the Sounders. Right at the end of the game. What a moment this is. Incredible drama. It's a penalty. Long run up, right footed. Hits it, scores! Brad Evans gets the goal. He looks at the keeper as if to say, you very much deserve that. The keeper tries to kick the ball at Evans. There's now a mass ruckus. So winning that game allowed us to advance out of the group stage. It was us, Vancouver, and Olympia in our three-person group. The winning team advances. And that's why we ended up playing Club America in Azteca. Um, So that is probably my crazy, that Azteca experience. So we go up at halftime, or we go up right before the half. We're up, we're winning. Minutes later, America scores. They end up winning the game. But we're told as soon as the whistle blows, we have to exit immediately. Like there, there's no sitting around. Like they, they were, they actually wanted us to leave about three to five minutes early. And we're like, we're not leaving the stadium until the game's over. Not happening. So we get out of the, uh, of the stadium into the tunnel, like into the, the concourse area. And we are met by a hundred to 150 police officers in full riot gear and riot shields. And they basically, have corralled us into this phalanx and they're marching three deep surrounding us in all directions through their stadium ramps. They've also, as we're passing by the concourses where the, the visiting or the uh, club America team would uh, get out of the stadium, they've locked the gates. So there's no interaction between us. And of course, in true ECS faction, we're, 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 we're singing at the top of our lungs and it's just reverberating. And you can see the fans that are, are there are just staring at us like just, I'd like to think they were pretty impressed. So as we're going down through the ramp, all of a sudden we're kind of, we're kind of coming to the end of the ramp uh, to get outside the stadium. And we're seeing these red and blue lights kind of reflecting off the side of the concrete wall. And then as we get down to the bottom, we're seeing not one, not two, but three full-size police buses. And and they're escorting us to the police buses. And we're looking at each other like, what? what is happening right now? The Mexican police put us on police buses, like the buses that have like the handcuff holes on each seat. They wow. drive us the equivalent, like Azteca to where we were having our post-game party uh, is the equivalent of Lumen Field to SeaTac Airport. So it's like, it's like a, you know, 25, 30 minute, depending on traffic type of drive. And we're going the wrong way down the streets. We're hopping over curbs. We have a full motorcade, just running red lights. We are a presidential escort through the streets of Mexico City, um, one of the, one of the Mexican police guy, the, the police bus has one door open the entire time. Like, like it's a, like a, uh, you know, attack UPS helicopter, truck. like, like an attack helicopter. The guy's just kind of leaning truck, out with you his... attack helicopter. Well, well, cause he's got his AK 47. So Fair I'm enough. thinking more, you know, I'm thinking more military and, and so, so they're driving us to the, to the bar. Uh, I will say, I think the statute of limitations may have passed. Uh, there may have been an ECS sticker or two placed on the roof of that police bus, uh, at least the <laughs> one that I was in. Um, I was like, this is a bad idea. Don't, you know, you don't make, you don't, don't do it. But, you know, uh, it makes for a story. So we, so basically the, the police drove us to the bar so we can get drunk faster. Uh, so that was part one of the story. At the bar. Part one. Oh, part one. Part so this one, is like a layers. <laughs> so, so part two is we're at the bar. Um, La Barra Forza Verde through a one, uh, which is an ECS subgroup, a uh, uh, Latin subgroup uh, of ECS. Wonderful, wonderful, uh, amazing people. They threw us. They're like, hey, you're coming to Mexico City. Let us throw the post-game party. And apparently there's this tradition at, at some parties to electrocute everyone. So 
they basically like everyone hold hands and like there's there's 121 of us that went to this trip and so there's at least 40 to 50 people at the bar right now holding hands in a circle like okay make sure you don't have any rings on whatever and 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 then this guy shows up with a car battery and they tell us they're going to electrocute us all i'm like this seems like a bad idea but i'm being assured that it's safe so i i, I guess eh, if i die i die so we get electrocuted you know you roll with the punches alcohol is involved did you die we did not die. Oh, we okay. did not, in fact, die. God. So, so that was like random, random moment. But then, my favorite part of the night might have been part three. It's past midnight. We are well lubricated at this part. Me, three of my friends, we just got some food. We're walking outside of the bar in the plaza, and this guy comes up to us with with uh, an America jersey on. He's like, "What are you doing here?" Because we all have our Seattle stuff on. And we're nowhere near Estadio Azteca, so it doesn't like. Why are you here? And we're and like, he went to the game, to the party. So he just well, he wasn't invited to the party. No, well, so as it turns out, his cousin who does not speak English comes up and is motioning to, "Hey, let's trade jerseys with one of the guys in my 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 group." And he's like, "No, I really I love this jersey. I don't want to trade it. I don't want to trade it. No." And and we're looking. He's looking to us for help, and I'm just taking pictures, like going like shaking my head like you're on your own man well then the matron of the family probably the 70 plus year old lady comes over with a tray of tequila for us all and we're now doing tequila shots on the streets of mexico city with these people i look at jeff and jeff's like i gotta trade jerseys now and so (laughs) so he i got these great photos of him taking off his jersey trading jerseys um unfortunately it was one of the racing stripe authentics and, and you can't find those anywhere. That's actually the one Jersey I need. And I've been looking for. So if anyone knows where to get a large or an extra large racing stripe authentic, please let me know. Um, yeah. So just wonderful stories. That was just within a four hour period. Uh, you can't, these things happen when, when you talk to other people who've done uh, away trips and hear their stories. Oh my God. Uh, there are there are the wide range of stories from some that probably can't be told publicly to ones that are just lifelong memories uh, that get that travel bug in with you. I might have some more bonus episodes of just like away travel stories, especially like during like the breaks and stuff like that. Why the hell not? Because mm. that yeah, I was cause... riveted by your storytelling, sir. <laughs> Well, it, it's easy when it's a good story like that. There's always interesting away stories, and there's some that are boring and don't turn out well. Uh, but I've sadly never gone away for CONCACAF Champions League. The only Champions League game I've attended was UEFA Champions League, but it was the precursor to the Champions League back in 2000. I got to see PSG host Bayern Munich, and PSG won one nothing in like the 81st minute, and they scored in the goal that I was sitting second row behind and it was absolutely nuts. And we ended up, uh, <laughs> there was like people running all around us after we left and we were like walking along and then more people running. So we started jogging and then we started running cause we looked behind us and cops in like full riot gear were like chasing us. <laughs> and we like ran and hit around a corner and they started throwing, uh, not tear gas, but like smoke canisters and they go past and we jump back down and we're like, okay, cool. And we end up with the German fans and we'd be like, American, American. And they'd be like, "Uh uh-huh. And they all put us on the number three train all the way into the middle of town. And we had to go, we lived north. Uh, Parc de Ponce is directly like south. We lived at the 14th of Rondismont at Place de la Porte de Champagne, directly north of that. So we had to go all the way into the center of town and then change trains and come back. But same, same thing where they kept us, they kept, now that we were with the Germans, kept us separate. We had our own train cars on the metro uh, they wouldn't let us off at any of the stations until you got to that specific one. Um, so I had a bunch of wild uh, stories from PSG and fun stories from Vancouver in the old days when they had their uh, makeshift stadium for Empire. that game. Empire. Oh, yeah, the Empire. Yeah. Empire when we won the, the, today. The, <laughs> we, we won the, uh, the, the uh, George is his name, right? The, yes, the Cascadia Cup there. And we all carried it up to Arlo live on TV. And uh, I ended up, 
uh, Kevin Zelko accidentally mailed our tickets for me and Sam Chesno to us when he was supposed to hand them to us up there. So we didn't have our tickets when we got there. And Paul Cox just gave us tickets in a random place. And it just went crazy. And so we ended up sitting in those seats and we were the only two Sounders fans in the entire section. And everyone chanted, we have healthcare at us. <laughs> so <laughs> I just turned around and started bowing to all of them because what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I do, I do want to say, um, and I want to emphasize this. I never once have felt unsafe in Mexico city. It mm. is. I mean, especially if you've done some traveling, obviously you, you kind of get, that knowledge of areas to go to areas to avoid, you know how to be aware of your surroundings when you're traveling. And, and Mexico city is just one of those places that everyone I've talked to that has also gone. We just kind of all have fallen in love with it for, for various reasons. So I just, I just wanted to put that out there. So if anyone's thinking of a, you know, a last minute, they got the means to do a last minute trip, do it. What do you got to lose? Come on, do it. I mean, it's one of those things where you're never, you're never going to forget, right? It's going to be an amazing win or lose. You're going to have gonna a, be an amazing. You're going to have a three part story when you get back. I mean, on the show. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's actually one of the things I've been doing over this last week is I've been organizing through a private Facebook group. Um, anyone that's going, and so uh, I've organized uh, about twenty of us are going to a lucha libre game. Uh, a match right before on Tuesday night. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit up uh, we're gonna hit up one of those one of those you know at least one of those fifty best bars in in Mexico City. Um, we've got you know I'm collecting a whole bunch of stuff to bring down to people who are in Mexico who are Sounders fans. Uh, things like stuff from the from the garage sale. So I've got you know Brian Schmetzer's raincoat. Uh, you know, Zach Scott's shorts, uh, some Stephen Fry shorts. I'm bringing down some stuff to give to them, people that can't get that stuff. Um, awesome. You know, just trying to just trying to spread that love. Um, you know, I think I think a few other people are doing that as well. And and so, um, you know, it's just just really, really wonderful community we have here. And when you travel with that community, you make some friends that you you become friends with for for a very long time and it's one of the things i absolutely love about being a sounders fan legit man and i think that's a a good way to wrap this show up you can maybe tell us where people can find you that so you can invite them to that facebook group and they can buy their plane ticket and yeah up that bar with you down in mexico city yeah absolutely so if you are doing that 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 plane ticket uh definitely hit me up you can find me on twitter uh at at twitter i am nikita banana n-i-q-u-i-t-a-b-a-n-a-n-a um so nikita banana uh you can also shoot a message to the alliance council on twitter um or the ecs pub league or american outlaws i run all three of those twitter channels or at least have access to all three of those twitter channels um so feel free to message through any of those methods uh don't be afraid to say hi and um if you are hearing this before monday and you have something you'd like me to bring down to mexico as a as a gift to to some of the mexico fans that are sounders fans uh definitely reach out to me and maybe i can try and pick up on saturday or sunday and, and arrange for that awesome that's amazing and and before you go Obviously, you can't let the, the proverbial cat out of the bag, but do you want to tease a little something that's coming up from Alliance Council? Yeah, yeah. So we're working on something, uh, probably, I would say, the biggest project in Alliance Council history. I, I would say uh, both figuratively and literally. Um, we are looking forward to a very, very special project something that is near and dear to my uh, my ethos of growing the sport of soccer through our community, uh, or rather growing our community through the sport of soccer. Pick one, either one. It works both ways. Um, so please keep an eye on Alliance Council Twitter. Join the Alliance Council Twitter. Um, follow us, you know, and, and keep an eye on, on some big news that we're hoping to announce uh, probably before the second leg of the final. Yeah. Coming very, very soon. So 
uh, that's exciting. By the way, I, I'm not on Alliance Council, but my co-host obviously is El Presidente, and then now you're here, and you guys are teasing, and I always have to deal with this crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, come on, Cameron. Hey, come on, hey Cameron. Nick. What do you? What do? You, hey, Nick. What do you think of next year's jersey? <laughs> <laughs> not even going to open his mouth because he literally signed NDAs. That's right. That's right. We're not. No. 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 All kidding aside. Um, one of the things about Alliance Council is, is we are developing a relationship with the front office where we are collaborative. Um, they're not going to get everything right every time. Whenever we can help, you know, do our part in whatever way that is, whether it's a large measure or a small measure, anything to help give them a true connection. I, I would like to think, and I, I, I hope I don't eat my words one day down the road, I would like to think that the structure of the Sounders community, the Sounders Alliance Council partnership prevents certain things from happening that you see with our neighbors to the South. Mm. I, I would like to hope. I would like to mm. hope that there's a level of accountability. There's a, there's a, a level of um, transparency, transparency, trust, uh, yeah. responsibility to one another, almost a contact. They, yeah. They also know that because we have the ability to recall the GM, that let's say it's the GM involved, like it would not, that's, this wouldn't happen, but like it is in Portland, uh, they would have to act because if they don't, we would. And, and it's a, it's a really bad look if we ever had to, and and by the way, this is a general manager vote year, so I'm sure later on this uh, this this podcast we'll talk about or you'll talk about um, voting for Garth. Um, yeah. But it's 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 a very special thing we have in Seattle, and even if it's not checking every box that you want it to be, it's still better than literally what every other professional sports franchise in the United States has. So yes, we can want more, but I'd like to see people appreciate what we have. And if there's more you want, step up, join Alliance Council. Let's make it happen. 100%. I'm happy to help. I'm happy for transparency. So use my contact information to reach out to me. I will help you get on Alliance Council if you want to be on Alliance Council. Absolutely. Well, Nikita Banana on Twitter. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, it's an honor to be with the person that got to hold the Polish flag in the field at a San Jose Earthquakes game on the official Polish day. Um, <laughs> very young version of you in those photos, but uh, uh, weren't you with your friend Alexi Lawless? Is that who you're with? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a photo of me with Alexi Lawless and uh, the Polish ambassador to the United States um, yeah. on the field of a San Jose Earthquakes game. Incidentally enough, it was Three against best buds. DC United with a rookie Freddie Adu. That's how long ago mm. it was. Wow, uh, man, that was that was well, he was like fifteen at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So that would have been that like two thousand three, maybe say four, maybe. Yeah, um, like right about the time I left because I, I left two thousand three from the Bay. So yeah, uh, yeah, I got to see Landon Donovan play when he was on San Jose. So before, yeah, a lot of people forget that. Yeah. But thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So happy to have you. Um, been a blast, man. Yeah. Thanks, you know, man. you know, Aaron. I think it's time to take it into port. I think it's taken into port. Where can we find your Twitter handle, El Presidente? You can get me at Legal Minded Punk, both on Twitter and also on Instagram. And where can we find you? Again, I'm just not as exciting as you guys. Mine is just my name: A A R O N L I N G L E Y. All right, Aaron Lindley. Well, thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. 
That's BritVox US. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.